In a land riddled with terrible movies, two brave heroes stood against the no, destruction. No, no, KJ, you don't have to talk like that. Oh, right. Hi there, I'm KJ. And I'm Pippa. We're the co-hosts of Adapt or Die, a podcast about adaptations. Have you ever wondered how an adaptation is related to Twilight? <laughs> That's not what the show is about. We look at movies that used to be books. Or TV shows that used to be books, or movies that used to be plays, or... You get the idea. And we try to answer the question that haunts every adaptation. Did it adapt? Or did it die? Adapt or Die. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The Legacy Saga may contain subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Specific content warnings are available in the episode description. Three days have passed since we last saw our heroes. Once word that Eobard's murderers had boarded a train in Arkham reached Ackley, the governor of the province, the unfriendly nature of the city turned hostile. The headquarters location remained hidden for now. But people littered the streets, searching for information to pass on to Ackley. Stop! Theo found one of these snitches. Someone who had been in the Laughing Leviathan the night Sabin literally and metaphorically spilled his guts. Theo wasn't sure what they would do once they caught the snitch. They'd figure that out once they got there. <laughs> Theo pinned the dwarf to the ground. Okay, let's be calm. I'm not gonna hurt you, but I can't let you hurt my friends and I. So, if you'll kindly... Theo fell backwards off the dwarf as a splitting pain shot through their head. The dwarf began to rise while keeping a wary eye on Theo. Please, report your findings. Theo collapsed, but before they did so, the dwarf noticed something strange in their eyes. But she tarried no further. The dwarf ran off. I get that I'm supposed to be the irrational one of the group, but we've walked into far too many situations unprepared. I've said this since we got back, just give me a couple days. Let's find the blueprints or whatever to the governor's house, and then we can plan our raid. I don't know if we have enough time. When we first came into town, we practically screamed to everyone around that we weren't from here. Anyone could rat on us. And thanks to Sabin, they know where we are. You're blaming this all on me? She's not entirely wrong. Garen and Hella wouldn't have known of our presence if you hadn't spoken in front of that soldier. We wouldn't be in this position or it not for that. Oh, because you've never done anything wrong. You've never raised your voice in a public place. Of course I have, but what I said was not heard by people who want us dead. 
I'm sorry to add more fuel to this fire, but that snitch managed to get away. What did they know? The dwarf woman was at the Laughing Leviathan your first night here. She heard Sabin uh, mention all your names and your quest. Oh, fine. I see how it is. I'll just keep my fucking mouth shut from now on. Sabin stormed out of the meeting room. It's probably best we let him cool off. I don't necessarily disagree with his plan. Same for me. They already know our names. There's not much more the governor could get aside from our location. And that's already a risk we've accounted for. What's the governor's name again? Valor looked to Theo. Uh, his name's Ackley. Ackley... Just Ackley. In solidarity with Cassius, the 13 Riders relinquished their family names. Theo, do you have any idea where we could find the layout of his base of operations? Well, a copy would be in the town records in City Hall. Great! So, how do we get it without being suspicious? Um, we... don't. He repurposed City Hall to be his headquarters. But there should be another copy. The architect would have kept one. Wait. Wasn't this town built, like, centuries ago? Who would have kept the personal blueprints of some dead person for so long? My family built Arkham years ago. A A copy would exist in our old manor. Oh, the haunted one on the hill. Well... Yeah. But that's where we'd find it. Theo. I know you've been away from your family for a while now, but what specifically do you remember about the house? Is it actually haunted, or is it just a tall tale? From what I remember, uh, an ancestor of mine and his brothers had dabbled in some dark magic, but one of them delved much deeper than the others. They either abandoned the place because of his dark descent, or because of some evil he brought into the house. So, um... (laughs) It's either nothing or something absolutely terrible. (sighs) Whatever choice do we have? I'll go check on Sabin. We'll be ready when it's time to investigate the haunted house. Rowan. Um, Can I talk to you for a moment? Rowan nodded and waited for everyone else to leave. I am so sorry about what happened on the train. I never should have lashed out at you like that. I understand. There's a lot going on, and you had just had a night of troubled sleep. After we deal with the situation here, we'll take a moment to rest before going on whatever mission is next, okay? Yes. True. Shut up, Sabin. Your ideas are bad, Sabin. You keep messing things up, Sabin. Why the hell do I even bother? I've never done this, but you appear to need more help. Like at the lighthouse in Minos, an impossible forest materialized in Sabin's room. What are you doing here? You cannot abandon your companions. Divided your cause will fail. So what? I'm just supposed to stick around and be everyone's punching bag? It's not totally my fault that I can't keep my mouth shut. 
No one ever taught me otherwise. I have something that will help with that. The man held out a sculpted owl mask. While wearing this, sound will come from neither your voice nor your movements. Sabin reached for the mask, but the man pulled it back. Unlike the last, this one is not free. Great. What's it cost? Contrary to what some believe, I do not wish to be worshipped. I do, however, wish for you to act as my champion here on the material plane. It will require little on your part, as our goals are one and the same. You haven't exactly given us a reason to trust you. We don't even know your name. If I could tell you, I would. My name was stolen from me. So, like, you just can't tell me? I can't remember it. No one can. It has been lost forever. Why don't you just come up with a new one? Names and knowledge are powerful and dangerous. The one who stole my name has made an enemy of me. But I cannot tell you more than that just yet. To know who stole my name would make you an enemy of my enemies. And that is something you are woefully unprepared for. <sighs> okay. Fine. I'll be your champion. Excellent. I'm afraid your mother is dead, Saban. But your father lives. What? The day you meet him, you must kill him. The forest disappeared, and once again, Sabin was alone. Sabin, are you alright? Yeah, I'm fine. We're going with your plan, but to do so, we first need to steal something from Theo's old haunted house. Great. I love it when I get my way. Theo and their companions used the sea fog to mask their journey to the hidden dock beneath the old Canicus house. Midway through the journey, Atara took the helm while Theo dealt with another splitting headache. As the party finished their trek up the hill to the front door, the sun had dipped below the horizon, and twilight had fallen. Though stripped of paint from years of neglect, the front door to the old Canicus house remained sturdy. Still clearly visible on its face was the symbol of an eclipse that had been carved into the wood. The porch creaked under the weight of the seven souls on the doorstep. So, what do we do if this one's locked? I don't know. Break a window? Theo reached out a hand to the great brass knob when suddenly the door flung away from them. In the foyer, a moth-eaten rug that was once the color red rolled along a hall framed by two staircases. Cautiously, Theo stepped into the house while the rest waited on the porch. Theo whipped around, and the party could see their gray-blue eyes had turned the ashen-black color of burnt charcoal. They grabbed the door and slammed it shut, leaving the rest outside. Atar reached for the knob, only to find it locked. Theo! What the hell was that about? I don't know. 
Maybe there really is an evil spirit in the house or something. Shit. Well, now, how do we get in? I'm just going with Theo's suggestion, and it's their house. Theo's footsteps trailed off deep into the house. Atara approached the now broken window. Come on. We have to help them. Okay, hold on. How do we know that that evil is not going to come after us too? We don't. Well, I guess our style is to go in without a plan anyway. Theo hadn't gotten far. At the end of the carpeted main hall, the adventurers found a wooden staircase leading into the basement. Down there, the party found the blocked and impassable remains of the dock staircase. Yet, it had not crumbled from time alone. A crude tunnel bore its way through one of the walls. Wow, a strange hole under a haunted house. Fucking great. Come on. The cavern traveled deep into the hill upon which the old Canicus house was built. Naya crafted a tiny ethereal fire, but its limitations caused the party to lose all track of Theo. After some minutes, the tunnel opened into a large cavern. An ethereal blue light dwarfed Naya's and illuminated the area, revealing Theo caught in a giant web. They grasped a roll of paper in their hands. Theo! The plans! Atara and Sabin rushed forward. More visitors to my home? The two stopped dead. Above their heads, a monstrous being descended the web. A human torso extended from the body of a gigantic spider. Tangled, matted hair surrounded a face with two vacant eye sockets. Let them go! Who? This thief? They're not a thief. This is their ancestral home. You're the one who lured them in here. What do you mean, I lured them in here? The moment Theo stepped foot in this house, their eyes changed colors and they ran right to you. The creature descended to the floor and approached Atara, pointing his eyeless face at hers. Why would I want to attract a thief? Aren't you the evil presence some Canicus ancestor summoned here? I don't know what you'd want. Summoned? No. No. No, I fled here. When I arrived, the house had already been long since abandoned. One of the previous residents carved this tunnel. And I found it perfectly suited to my taste for the dark. Then what happened to Theo? I certainly don't know. It sounds as though they were possessed. Someone wishes to use your friend's body for their own goals. It could be Ackley, or Cassius. Ackley. He came here, searching for the very plans your friend is trying to steal. What? When did that happen? Not long ago, when I refused to give them to him, 
he decided I'd be enough of a deterrent to a group such as yours. He went on like you did. How he had a right to the plans, as this was his ancestral home. I'm sorry, what? You came here for the plans, and they are of great importance to you, and it is unlikely you'd leave without them. I could try to stop you, though I can sense you outnumber me six to one. Seven, if you free your now unpossessed friend. You all would surely kill me, but not without losing at least one of your own. An outcome neither of us would want. The creature paced back to Theo. It took the plans from Theo's palm before slicing them free with one leg. A compromise. I let you leave with the plans, but in return you leave me in peace. As far as you are concerned, you found this home as empty as it looks. Sure. Whatever. Thanks for the plans, I guess. The creature raised its arms and a red light danced between its hands. God! A symbol of our agreement. The letter Q burnt itself into each of their forearms. Q? What does Q mean? It is all I can remember of my name. You forgot it. No. It was stolen from me. On the same day, they took my eyes. A recognizing fear gripped Sabin as Rowan stepped forward. What? Who could steal those? Beings you do not want to make enemies have. Why did they do that? My existence is devoted to knowledge. At one time, I lived in a grand library in the north. on what little I can study from the house above. Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. Is there anything we could do? Leave me be. Uh... Okay. The party turned their backs on the creature named Q, Atara supporting the half-conscious Theo as they walked. Wait! Q pointed a finger at Sabin. You... Uh, yeah? You have a magical item on your person guarding you from spells such as the possession spell cast on your friend. It would be wise to loan it to them until they get out of harm's way. What? I don't know what you're talking about. And I swear, I'm not lying this time. (laughs) The creature approached and laid its hands on Sabin's chest. This. Here. Q held aloft the brooch from Sabin's mother. Keep it for yourself or give it to your companion. 
Your choice. Sabin took back the brooch. He looked at it for a moment, then... You're returning this as soon as possible. Thanks, Sabin. Relief washed over Theo once the brooch was pinned to their chest. Atar sailed the Ninox back to their headquarters, while Theo slept soundlessly on the deck. Legacy Saga is produced by Welcome Matt Radio, written and narrated by me, the artist currently known as Mosmo Napoli, sound design and audio engineering by Austin Olivia Kendrick, additional sound editing by Sam Trout, vocal direction by Matthew Moore, music direction and composition by Emma Whitley and Mac and Carol. Full cast lists can be found in the episode description. For more detailed information about the show, visit our website, welcomeatradio.com or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at welcomeatradio or on Twitter at matt underscore welcome. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tell us what you think over on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice so you don't miss out on the story. Mm-hmm.